Welcome to Playing With Fire, the podcast for people who are ready to custom build their love. We're talking about non-monogamy, however you design it, as an individuation opportunity. Want to leave the default and make your life spectacularly you? You're in the right place. Hey there. Thanks for joining me for what I think is just a fantastic episode. We had a great conversation with Michelle. Quick. About soft cocks. Yay. So um, we are going to be joined by the fantabulous Michelle Renee, um, who I absolutely adore talking to anyways, um, about all sorts of things. But this is my first recorded conversation with her. This is my first conversation with her at all. And I didn't really want it to end. No. So here's the thing. She's awesome. But also she founded, she originated this idea last year called Soft Cock Week. Soft Cock Week takes place in November. So this episode, we're not waiting till November because we want you to prepare for Soft Cock Week. We don't want you to be caught unawares. <laughs> we want you to prepare. Um, no, this is such a great topic. Um, we're going to get into it in the episode, but I wanted to set up the audience for, yes, we will say the word cock a lot. We will also, um, the idea of soft cock week is acceptance, embracing of sexuality. Like you're going to see my full sex educator self. And um, Ken, I'm super glad that you were part of this conversation. I loved it. Yeah. Because you, like you talk here on the podcast regularly about how, hey, um, bodies do body things. And if, if, um, if, cock owners walked around with hard cocks all the time pants would be built different <laughs> that's true so as a former fashion designer right. that is a true story now i kind of want to make a set of pants made for that that would be really funny but i also think that the idea of making like little pants that like come up and so that you could have like little, little like cock cleavage like if we're gonna put boobs on display right like kind of like cock cleavage like it'll come up with a little no no like a little bustier no i didn't think so because no? now i'm picturing a little on Okay, do I'm okay. I'm very into the idea uh, of dressing the soft cocks. Apparently, it came up quite a bit. Okay, so we had a good time. We had a good time. I loved the conversation. You loved the conversation. Y'all will love the conversation. So, Michelle Renee um, is an intimacy guide based in San Diego, California, offering human connection ranging from platonic nurturing touch as a professional cuddler to surrogate partner therapy. If you um, haven't heard Brian Gibney's episode with us on that. Surrogate partner therapy, fantastic topic. If you don't know, you'll want to know. Um, Michelle's passion is working with clients with a history of trauma and supporting them in establishing safety in themselves and others. You can learn more about her work at humanconnectioncoach.com. In addition to her hands-on work, in 2022, she launched Soft Cock Week, a week of education, normalization, and celebration of the flaccid phallus. You can learn more about that at softcockweek.com. So let's go. Let's go. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for joining Hello. us. Hello. So good to be here. Yay. I'm super excited because you and I have talked a bunch of times about a bunch of different topics, but this topic. We've well, never recorded it. We've never, we also, we've <laughs> never recorded it, right? No one's got to bask in the glory. <laughs> In the glory of our connection. But I kind of wish that I could record all of my conversations because they are all like podcast worthy. 
Right. You could just like, you could just have like an automatic, like if you're talking to me, you've already signed the the release. Just like have it tattooed on your shoulder and be like, we're in. We're just yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> and we are going to talk about something that is, I know, near and dear to you. We're going to talk about soft cock week. Yes. I'm Ken so was very excited. excited about this. This is, this is a great topic. It is. Uh, so it let's. Is. Let's just start off, Michelle, introduce yourself a little bit. I mean, I know there's like formal introductions, but like tell us a little bit about what you do and why you do it. Yeah. Um, well, my name is Michelle Renee. I'm I'm in San Diego and I work the intimacy world between platonic to erotic. And we're talking sexual intimacy, emotional intimacy, platonic intimacy. We can keep naming all the kinds of intimacy and I kind of take all those and in, in kind of rent my nervous system out to people so that they can kind of retrain their nervous system to be in these kinds of spaces. That's kind of the best summary I've come up with so far. Um, I love that. I, I mean, talk about co-regulation, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, That's yeah. Great. So renting your nervous system out. Now I want everybody to go back and listen to our episodes with Elizabeth Kristoff talking about the importance of co-regulation. And I love this. So how did you get into rental of your nervous system? <laughs> short shortest version of this is I came out of a, a two decade relationship not knowing what I wanted to be when I grew up I found Betty Dotson realized I wanted to do hands-on sex education um ended up at cuddleist.com when they first launched they were offering free trainings and I was like I can cuddle I'm good at this and I and it turned into like oh my gosh I'm doing foundational sex education in this yeah. work right I'm teaching people how to communicate ask for what they want honor their bond boundaries, be embodied, um, slow down. I mean, all these things. Right. And then, um, when I moved to California, I was like, oh, maybe I could do surrogate partner therapy. That would expand my box of options. Right. I, it's similar work with different boundaries, different structure. And, and they all just meld together really well. So I kind of fall, I put myself under this umbrella of human connection, but it is really just about, let me help your nervous system get used to these places these mm. connections with other people that makes me happy and if anybody hasn't if anybody doesn't remember we need to just we'll just say like brian gibney came on i know you are closely connected with brian and talked about surrogate partner therapy and it's like where it fits in in between the space of intimacies and and therapies like wh what that is i'm also just totally intrigued right now thinking about how how broad a field you are actively participating in all at once. Like, yeah, it's a lot. It's really cool. Like every time a client comes to me, it's like, where do they fit in this really big spectrum? And most of like, I think about surrogate partner therapy in multiple stages mm -hmm. and cuddling really fits into that first stage of the work, just as less structured, right? Yeah. They don't come in and go, and we don't go, okay, we're going to work through these exercises. But if they come in and they say, Hey, Michelle, I'm really struggling communicating with my family member who's coming to town and, and I have, I, I struggle with my boundaries. I'm like, Oh, let me pull this, pull this tool out of my toolbox and yeah. let's do some, will, will you, may I, you know, I like, like it's in it to me that that first stage of SPT or circuit partner therapy is, is, you know, wheel of consent work and, and cuddling is so like it's it's they're all interconnected and so yeah I I just love that I get to show up in all these different ways with clients but also in the same way with clients 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, uh, I think about it for even a minute and it's such a wide ranging um, uh, tool. I, I can't even imagine the, the kinds of things that people must come to you with and for, and then what it turns out they're really there for. <laughs> I get to do a lot of mom, like reparenting work. Yeah, just yeah. finished reading um, the emotionally unavailable mother, and oh, yeah. I realized that I am the good mother energy. Yep. Right, yeah. and I'm and I'm retraining their their limbic system, their nervous system. Like it's it's that's my favorite like favorite kind of work that I do. But I love all of it, and because I work in erotic intimacy, I get a I got a lot of penis owners coming to me and saying, Hey, can you fix my dick? It's broken. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> right. First off, define your terms. What, what would <laughs> right? you say? And a lot of times it's my penis doesn't stay hard the entire time I'm having sex. And I'm like, and right. Right. And that is, that is my response. Always like, I, did you think it would? Who told Maybe you that? Who told you that? Right. Horn. Right. Yes. Corn yep. told them that, right? Yeah. And and I was on a couple of podcasts with Brian Gibney. And um I just started like jokingly saying I should create a soft cock appreciation month. Yes. Thankfully, I didn't go with a month because even a week is a lot of work. And I'm like, maybe it should have been a day, but that's okay. I'm gonna stick with a week. <laughs> I like the week because it really it it what I remember from last year is it gives you time to really explore. Soft cocks are not one thing. They're like, yeah. they aren't one thing. Like, this is not a, this is not actually a simple thing. I'm it's not surprised. It's not a binary soft or hard a- anyway. And yeah. And well, and, now, and they, they show up for different reasons, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. And, what does it mean to say my dick's broken? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, so what like, did you mean? So like, I'm an intensive person. Like, I'll make a decision in the shower and have a website built for it by the afternoon kind yeah. of person, you know? And so, um. I, I remember just getting a little bit of a push, just a smidgen of a push. And I was like, okay, let's talk about dates. What would make sense? When should we do this? Right. And we looked at it and a couple of friends and I were kind of collaborating and it was like, well, November is Movember. And this really feels like it fits with Movember. We could make this a fundraising event for totally. Movember. Right? right. And so I don't think I, I bet you I launched the website maybe October. And we did it in the beginning of November. Like this was a, we're going to run out of the gate and see what we can do. And so this year we have more time. And I'm like, what are the missing elements from last year that I want to make sure we have programming for? But also this is a community. I don't want to do this all by myself, right? People come to me. I've got lovely, wonderful colleagues that come to me and they say, okay, Michelle, I want to help with this. What do you want me to do? And I'm like, I want you to have an idea that you're really passionate about and come to me and tell me how you'd like me to support you in doing it. Yeah. Right. I don't want this to be driven. (laughs) I don't want this to be top down. Right. I want this really to be like, tell me what you're really passionate. I'm not paying for any of this. There's no money here. Right. Right. How do you want to participate if you're really drawn and called to be part of this message? Tell me what works for you and we'll make it happen. I, you know love this because it's also speaking to the fact that sex education is a community affair. It is, it is for all of us. Like we're, we're all part of it and we're all doing, there are so many of us working in the sex education or sex therapy realms. And (laughs) so many people have educated themselves outside the, the standard, you know, like 
codified boundaries, but they have amazing things to share. And I think sometimes we forget just how much there is to share the wealth of knowledge in the community at the level of, at the level of the cock owners, at the level of their partners, like how do you work with this? How is this showing up in your life? I love that. I love that focus. Well, and every community needs a different message from a different right. messenger, right? Mm. I say right on the website, I chose soft cock probably because it resonates with my community, which is, I found out since doing this, cock is a very white term. Right. It's... I did not, it was, I did not realize that, like came up pretty quickly with some collaboration. Um that, oh, you know, you're right. That is not a term that is used in this community, that community. So I have right on Please use the terminology that works for your people. Right. Right. Love that. Like, this is not a, it has to be under <laughs> a certain branding. Yeah. You're going to find us at softcockweek.com, but go with it. All use soft phallus energy. You. Welcome. <laughs> All of it. Flaccid phallus. Welcome. Right. Yes. Like, I just wrote one down. It was like, um, Gosh. Oh, I'll have to look it up. It was a really good one. I think it came from Brian Gibney this morning. It was like soft. I have to find it for you. Um, soft. Soft aura. Yeah. See? Oh. Yeah. Which is yeah. So, it was just something he said about something else, but we went, we ought to, all of us on the meeting went, Michelle, you should write that down. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I, so I'm getting that you started this because you were in the room. You were the person that people, cock owners were showing up and saying, uh, I think that my penis should work this way, but it it doesn't. And so I want to fix it. And I'm guessing that one of the big messages that you have is that it's not about fixing. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) surrogate partner therapy right? A lot of people come to us because they're like, Hey, I have ED issues, right? Fix my ED. Erectile dysfunction. Yes. My, yeah. Eating disorder also fits under. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like CBT fits many different things. Exactly. It really does. Yeah. And don't get them mixed up. (laughs) Don't get them mixed up. Um, so that, so, so my, my stance is I have no magic wand for your ED. I have a magic wand for my personal use, but not for your ED. Right. And I can't guarantee that I'm going to fix your erections. It might be that with safety and some of these other components that we bring to surrogate partner therapy, that your erection issues will, will change. My, my goal is to help you realize you can show up for sex, no matter how your penis shows up. Yeah. Right. Let's get the giant highlighter in the sky out. You can show up for sex, no matter how your penis shows up. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's interesting to hear you say, like, even even the word issues is an entirely innerly driven idea. I was just thinking about my like the life. judgment in it. Yeah, like I have an issue because what? Because my penis isn't doing what I want it to do right now. Yeah. Not now, I mean, the implications of that could be anything. All the caveat to all of this, please go be checked out by a medical provider first to make sure that there is not something really medically wrong. Um, I've taken on a, a new kind of collaborator this year who is just as passionate about this. And she has a history of losing a partner because of undiagnosed diabetes. If they mm-hmm. would have paid attention to the erectile issues, 
they might have caught that and saved a life, right? So like yeah. this is this is a serious topic, even though I can joke about it and and I say it jokingly in the biggest loving way. Like I actually get feedback that maybe Michelle, you're just a little too enthusiastic about this because <laughs> I come into I come into a space. This is my lesson last year. I come into the space and I'm just like soft penises are wonderful. I love playing with them. They're so great. Like they just make me happy. And then I get the, you know, I am grieving for this change and maybe I'm not ready for Michelle's full, I love soft penis energy. Right. You know, so that's one of those things that this year I want to make sure we have programming for the grief. I want to make sure we have programming for the partners of the penis owners that are struggling. I want to have programming that helps people understand that you can still masturbate with a soft penis, right? This, this let's get practical here. Yeah. That was the biggest thing that would come up is like, I don't, you know, I I don't have pleasure anymore. And I'm like, why? Right. Like it doesn't have to, but if you learn one way to masturbate when you were like 12, right. And, uh, and it may have never occurred to you to do much else. So I can totally see why it winds up that way. I mean, I've, seen that from plenty clitoris owners as well. I'm like, oh, oh, there's yeah. like what does masturbation mean? What does that mean? Definitions. Right. If masturbation has always been, I have an erection, I, I want to do something with it, then yeah, you're probably not thinking about masturbation. Right. Right. I'm so I'm loving this conversation because here I am sitting next to my anchor partner who has talked very openly about the fact that like his cock does not behave the way he might expect it to. You've been so chill about it in so many wild ass spaces <laughs> that people expect. Him. So it's an interesting thing for us because people will often expect and they're like protecting him from feeling shame and they're being on He's like, I'm here at an orgy. Do, you, do I look sad? I'm fine. But people are so like they're, they're empathically feeling something he's not feeling. And I, I don't know, Ken, I don't know whether you even want to speak to that, but I feel like it's what better time than to just normalize this like reality of penises just being the way they are. Well, I'm, I'm a defiant motherfucker (laughs) anyway. And so when, when I feel things crammed down my throat from the culture, I kind of, I push back. And I, I think I I have memories of when I was a kid, uh, even pushing back against things like elementary school expectations, roles, rules, like it wasn't supposed to cry. I'm like, why not? Um, and so in, in this case, yeah. So my, my penis doesn't do everything. I'm been led to expect mostly through porn because there aren't, there haven't been a lot of other, um, outlets for information for me to go to, uh, as I grew up in the seventies and eighties. And, um, and I just decided, okay, this must be normal then because it's me. <laughs> and, um, I could do everything I wanted to do with it. So I, I didn't give it any more thoughts. Um, but I, but that, that empath, that, that move that people make to like be protective, it feels like it's a real, uh, 
there's there's like judgment and assumption like layered into it. And this is why it has to be a larger conversation. It has to be a larger conversation because the way that always lands with me is the suggestion that I should be embarrassed or ashamed because I don't have an erection on in this particular, in this particular circumstance, circumstance. In, in this orgy. I don't have um, a hard cock. And so now I'm in a room full of people and we can, we can like toss that shame ball back and forth. I'm not erect because you're not attractive enough. Um, or right. I'm right now, like broken. now the assumptions and, uh, and, are cast. Yeah, yeah. And it can really feed on itself or it can, um, just fall flat, which is what I try to do in those circumstances. I, I had think actually- there's a thought that you can't like, so most of the clients that I work with, I wouldn't put in like the really like I'm going to be out at sex parties um, column, right? Um, but I did have a client that was involved in the kink world and and showing up at these parties, and we were working on his ED issues, and it was like the one time I got to pull my I'm a cool kid out of my <laughs> toolbox thing and be like, so um, I know sexually savvy people and uh, they show up at play parties and they just is part of their elevator speech of like, Hey, um, so the first time I play with a new partner, my, my, my dick's not going to show up the way that, that we want it to. And I'm really okay with that. I just want to let you know what to expect going into this. Right. It's like, I think that if we're always watching porn, in, right. there might even be people out there that would love to show up at some of those parties, but they're afraid to show up because their penis might not show up. I think I, ton. I, I think that is yeah. spot on from it, my experience. I was nervous about it at first, even as like I had adjusted. And to we've it gone myself, a lot of education. Now I'm going to go out and bring it to other people. And there was already the education, but porn, it's the, it's the Instagram of sex education. You know, it shows exactly what everybody wants to the highlight like. reel it's the, the highlight, highlight reel. reel exactly yeah. even though i think of my highlight reel is not involving penis-centered sex right mm-hmm. and right? certainly does like, not require a hard right. cock no like we've got to expand our definition i think that's one of the biggest messages in soft cock week is like because we don't care how your penis shows up there's so many other things to do. Like it's just not a requirement to engage in partnered sex. It's not a requirement to engage in masturbation. There's like, it's, it's just not a requirement. It's what's a requirement is that we have a good time. Right. And that's, I think that is totally, it's relevant to all the ways you might want to be sexual or erotic or sensual with yourself to just be, to just be like truly open-minded, open-hearted about like, oh, it gets to be what I, whatever it is. And I get to make meaning out of it because I feel like the meaning making function, like what does this erection or lack thereof, what does it mean about me? What does it mean about my partner? What does, I was just with somebody this week who um, at the slightest hint of softness, they were like, you know, that has nothing to do with how attracted I am to you. And I was like, yeah, I, I know. I know. I yeah, we're good. But, but, I, but he was of, trying to protect me. Yeah, he was trying to, and I was like, yeah, we're cool. And wow, I like I forgot in that moment. I was like, oh right, right, because we do not have this conversation. We have not normalized the variety. I mean, this is a mass. This is an amazing organ. Look what it can do. Mm-hmm. It's a shapeshifter. Yeah. We should appreciate it for that. 
Well, and there, I, I just have an aesthetic thing for soft penises. I think they're freaking adorable. They are. And especially like, when they wear hats. <laughs> you can dress them up. You can dress them up, them up right? <laughs> No, but there's like, I love being in that space of like, so all my worlds come together. Right. And I was, I was with a a play partner recently and I'm just like, can I, can I pet your penis? And he's like, yeah, but remember we made this agreement that this play time was for you. And I was like, oh no, this is for me. Right. We go to wheel of consent. Who is this for? Oh no, no. I am petting your penis for me. It is really soft. And I just think it's, it, it reminds me of those toys when we were kids that you would like the worms yes. that you would hold in your yeah. hand and it kind of goes forward, right? Yes, they're that's my favorite. They're so velvety and like, yes. yeah, like why not? Like enjoying that. It doesn't have to be hidden. Some people don't even, I got, mm, I got a message during soft cockpit last year from someone who was like, I have been married for, I don't know. It was, it was a number of years, less than 10, but still more than five. Um, and I've never let my wife see me naked without an erection. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm. oh. someone someone deserves to have pictures taken of that soft little baby. I love it. I like. Well, there was this whole oh. conversation around. He was making it sound like he was protecting his wife from the disappointment of the size of his soft penis, but she's great with his hard penis. Yep. And by the end of the conversation, it was like, oh, maybe it's me that has the issue, but I'm putting maybe, it on my wife. Maybe just a little projective. Oh, yeah. Action. And it was, maybe a and, it, and it melt. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time chatting with this person um, just because like, I couldn't not, like yeah. it wasn't anything official, but like, I couldn't not respond to that message. And oh, what a barrier to, to hold in a relationship. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's. It is that, that it opens up your imagination to like, right. So that means no showers together. No, no like skinny dipping in a lake where it's going to be cold. Things are not you, going to stay. No, like your penis is, is, is relaxed and uh, relaxed is probably a weird term. Cause I think officially if a penis is relaxed, it's actually hard. Like if, those, yeah, I, it, yeah, it's a, yeah. Anyways, but needs to say your penis is flaccid most of the time. Right. Yeah. So it's going to be limited, ex- limited exposure. He just and wanted to, he wanted to be able to sleep naked with her. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, I'm so glad you talked about it. Yeah. I'm so glad. So, you know, we've been talking through all of this stuff and then there's the practical, the practical realities of all the glories and benefits of just appreciating soft cocks. And then there's the, uh, the, the, like the emotional weight that we give to like showing up to sex. And I, you, you already touched on it, but I feel like it deserves a little bit more attention about like showing up to sex. And Brian talked about this too, showing up as you actually are. And, and like, so protecting our partners from who we actually are. Which is perfect. It, which is like, which could never be imperfect. Yeah. It's, it's it's an intimacy barrier. Right. But Um, now I'm thinking about how this resonates with my own body image issues and mm -hmm. how I like, I mean, I'm, I'm always working on them and I had a real moment to break through, um, earlier this month. And I was like, wow, yeah, there are just so many ways we can be present here in this miracle of having landed on this spinning blue marble and still just be so disappointed because 
bodies are but unique most, and weird and yeah by, by some pretty trivial things sometimes and and pretty like they are what make it interesting yeah otherwise by we'd all be things. yeah i like i don't i don't want it to all be the same i mean yeah i don't even want all my dildos to be the same yeah let alone oh i had, I had a client last night who I jumped out of bed to grab something like, um, oh, I grabbed some some oil for a massage and I was standing there naked and I, I don't have, I don't have an issue being naked. I go to nude, you know, nudist resorts. I, I would take my clothes off and drop off my hat. Right. And but I could tell this client didn't really have that kind of security. And even though he had a beautiful body, I was like, what are you being so shy about? even though I don't have a beautiful body and I'm not going to be, sh- I don't know. There's a, there's a double, like, I feel like there's some hypocrisy there, but um, he just goes, Oh, I just, I'm loving w- watching your body at the end of the bed. Mm. And I immediately went, well, I'm struggling with, you know, I've lost a lot of weight recently and I'm getting used to this very loose body. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of like sad to think about that. I, I kind of like, canceled out his really lovely compliment right we all struggle with this stuff like it is as much as I I work on it there's little hiccups you know right and that Ken and I talk about that all the time like the the way the way that my body image issues show up and then yeah they cancel like they're just like multiplicative cancellation like oh um yeah I, I I just not only did I not receive the mm-hmm. genuine pleasure that he was aiming in my direction, but I canceled out some of his with this, my judgment and it, it it's an intimacy block. And at the same time, our constant, our constant vigilance, like, Hey, let's attend to that. Let's like pay attention to how that shows up is also an invitation into like, we keep talking about how, how we inhabit our bodies differently and how, and that is, so now there's emotional intimacy that mm-hmm. has been leveled up and it's, but I mean, we've been together for almost 15 years. It's like, man, it just goes on and on. <laughs> like, it, And the patterns rattle around in our relationship. And um, I mean, uh, just putting it out there. So I compliment you and it makes you uncomfortable. I stop complimenting you. Right. Right. I don't think right. that's what we want. And that's not, and, and but, you're great. You actually don't. You're relentless in your compliments. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, and I, I, I actually, yeah, when I, but when I look <laughs> back at my first marriage, I'm like, oh, I trained him not to compliment me. I totally yeah. did because I didn't receive them. And um, there was, there was some of the flip because he was, he didn't like to be naked with his, with his flaccid penis out either um, for mm-hmm. no reason. It was beautiful, but um, like, and, 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 but I, over the years we were young and we did, we trained each other how to treat us, even though it wasn't what we actually wanted. Cause it's really like, it's cultural narrative, like just spewing forth. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's Return crazy. I, mean, I don't want it. Um, <laughs> we had, uh, we had a client once back in the day and she said, yeah, I take a compliment, like a punch to the groin. And I will always oh. remember that. Because she is somebody that everybody would compliment. Yeah, she's con- conventionally exactly what you would expect. She's like, oh, yeah, do and, not compliment uh, me. So this is where like in surrogate partner therapy, we do the mirror meditation or mirror exercise, depending on how you want to call it. And um, it's such an eye opening spot for people to realize that 
we're not just hard on ourselves. Like everybody is hard on themselves. Like we'll look at the other person in the mirror where they're being negative about a portion of their body. And we'll look at it and go, I don't understand why you're being so hard on yourself, but then we hope they can turn it around and have compassion for themselves too. And that maybe like, this is, that's usually the spot where a client sees me cry the first time. Yeah. Like, and I, and I, I'm not sad when I'm crying in that space, I'm acknowledging everything my body has been through that has gotten me this far and where all those stretch marks came from and where all that gray hair came from, but also like, I'm strong. Look at what my body has carried. And like, there's just a lot of emotion there. And I think it's such a wonderful exercise to like, for them to take forward into the future when they're with a new partner and taking their clothes off for the first time. And that partner is having a hard time taking a compliment or like, it's just, it's one of those, um, really empathetic moments where you're like, Oh, okay. I've been here before. Right. And, and, in you know, it's not so foreign. It's not so self-centered. Yeah. Well, that makes me want to ask you a question that's more, more pointed about like, what should, or what would you want, um, people who are partnered with, uh, cock owners, especially ones who either, don't think that they should show or a, a soft cock or who just struggle with it, or maybe who don't have erections at all. Maybe it's not just a, like a, a, an up or down issue. It's a, yeah, I don't have those. Mm-hmm. What, what do you, like, what is the message for the partners? Cause it feels like there's so much there. Well, I mean, I think the first message I think, you know, Ken touched on is like, it's not about you, right? <laughs> it's not a, it's not an indication of your partner's attraction for you. It's just not about you. And then it's like, how do you invite your partner into whether it's, I noticed that, you know, I've never, like, you're only showing me, you know, your body when, when we're going to have sex or for whatever reason you're erect. Right. I'm just noticing that and like invite, have a conversation about, is there something that holds you back about that? Cause I, I think it'd be really wonderful if we could be more casual around each other or whatever it looked like, or like, here's a, I heard an interview with Barry, Mac- Barry McCarthy, who has a great book on working with ED. And I think he said something like in heterosexual coupled relationships, it is generally the man that stops initiating sex. And it's because they cannot they don't feel confident in their ability to be erect. Yeah. So they yep. stop. Yep. And it's like, we need to teach about responsive desire. Right. And it happens if they're age matched, it's going to happen right at the same time when like kids are growing up and leaving the house and bodies are changing and people are getting I mean, older. Maybe. My clientele demographic is it with ED is across the board. Across the board. Like, okay. So it's, I-, I don't think it's such an older issue anymore. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've seen more and more of that myself. My clientele tends to be um, in their forties or above, but I was just thinking about how, when that happens, when, when like initiation is happening and then all of a sudden it falls off. If it's falling off at a time when there's also a bunch of other stressors, we can put it on. We may not even notice. We don't, like it's so easy to imagine that you stop initiating for other reasons. And it, I'm, I'm impressed constantly in our relationship, how quickly patterns can form. Because you describe, yeah, in in stressful situations, this, you know, they they often line up. Yeah, often it it can be causal. And then 
I back off from initiating pretty soon. That's our pattern, like real soon, like a week, two weeks. And all of a sudden <laughs> how we interact changes. And then the stressor goes away and the pattern remains. Mm. Oops. Which so yay for soft cock week and bringing it to light. Because one of the reasons that I wouldn't respond to any of this is I wouldn't talk about it. No, if I don't bring it up because I feel like it is a flaw in me or I don't want to, it's like, yikes. And I want to talk about it, which means we don't get a chance to have the conversation that gets us past the, to, to break the pattern or to get us try something from, new, to try something new, to get us from one part of our relationship to the next phase. It's, yeah. Yay and then you. we're filling in the blanks, right? Oh my. As the partner, we're filling in the blanks. Like, oh, that is one nasty Mad Libs. <laughs> it, yeah. it is a nasty Mad Libs. It is. And, and you know, you, so you just said communicate. And I think uh, I, I see a lot of times people just, they don't even know what to communicate about. And I'm, I, I know for me, it's all often about like, okay, let's go down to the absolute simplest thing. Start by saying that like, what is the simplest thing that I can't I can't seem to say? Say it to yourself over and over again until you can literally get the words to cross your lips. You know, if if like I don't know whether I can count on my penis to behave, like whatever that sentence is, like repeat it over and over again out loud in private until you can say it because communication has to start somewhere. And if yeah, or you know, send your partner this podcast or send them to softcockweek.com. Like go read some soft cock week love notes. We have soft cock love notes. Oh. You can put out it's anonymous. You just fill out the form and um there's some lovely notes there. Like find a reminder, like you're worth more than your erection. I'm I'm gonna go like, head right over there because I am great. so into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I that was another shower idea that I was like in the shower in the morning I think it was in the it might have been in the middle of soft cock week last year where I was like oh we need to do this soft cock love notes right so I boy, you're right because um there's the other issue with with relationship you're you're in a relationship with somebody and there's a certain exclusion that so I will exclude you from the group of people who are capable of judging me objectively so what, oh, right. so what me, I say is if you say I'm attractive or if you it's say not. it's okay, it's like, well, sure, but you have to say that you go out and read anonymous messages that line up with what you need to hear. Fantastic. Yeah. It hits cool. different. It hits different. I love it. Yeah. Okay, Michelle, what is, what's happening this, this year? So soft cock week is in November, which makes yep, sense. November. I totally get yep. November. It fits right in November 5th through 11th. So a a Sunday through Saturday, which is a weird, I don't know. I looked at my calendar and that's how the calendar week runs. And that's what I did. We're probably going to do something similar for the beginning and end like we did last year, which was we started with a, um, what was it called? Soft cock, soft opening. Oh, sure. Which was um, like a town hall. It was on Zoom. We did not record it so that people had their privacy. Um, we had it facilitated by a multitude of different sex educators in our in our world. And then we ended the week with the soft cocktail mixer. Oh, oh my sure. God, that's sure. great. 
And that was really fun because we used like the webinar option on Zoom. So we did like a live podcast with all the contributors for the week. If they had written a piece or been on a podcast or, you know, any any contributor that was involved, generally they're all professionals. So they were happy to have their face on camera talking about their experience of Soft Cock Week. And then people could attend it and they could participate through the chat, but we could record it and save it. So it's saved from last year. So you ended up with a handful of um, sex geeks geeking out about Soft Cock Week, which took us down all sorts of rabbit holes for about two hours. And it it. left Mm -hmm. me going, we need to have like a sex geek podcast where we just throw a topic in the middle of the ring and we all just start chatting it up because I think normalizing how we, how easily we can talk about these topics. Right. And the breadth of knowledge and capacity and, and experience, like it's enormous. That's amazing because if, if there's one thing sex education could use, it's more finding out what you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. So listening to conversations where all this stuff comes up. Oh, that's amazing. And we just, I've heard so many times, like, Michelle, you make it so easy to talk about this stuff. Like you just normalize it. So, you know, cause here's the thing. I do platonic cuddling, but people talk to me about their sex life in platonic cuddling. Like yep. I am very versed in kink and poly and all these places. Right. So I'll have somebody come in and like, I don't have anybody I can talk to about my, you know, adult baby diaper loving world. Right? right. Like, and I'm like, yeah, sure. Tell me all about it. Like, you know, right. I'm, I'm super judgment free zone, absolute, like, you know, unconditional positive regard. Yep. Right. And, and, and I, because I run in those worlds, nothing shocks me. Right. And so where was I going with this thought? Um, well, it sounds like you're just, you've oh, talking about, yeah. I just make it yeah. so easy to talk yeah. about that. Sometimes I'm the first person they talk to about right. it. Right. Right. And so if I think, I just think if they could hear in the, there's a million podcasts, they can hear us all in multiple different ways, but such a casual conversation is kind of like peeping in on somebody's like coffee date. Right. Well, and, and uh, it is different when there's also a bunch of our voices all in one place and like, wow, like we've seen some stuff, we've heard some stuff and it's so interesting to hear the overlap. And, and I find it fascinating to see just the overlap, the differences of, and you've, you work in different locations. You work in different locations and all of a sudden the conversation is different and how yep. people are dealing with things are different. And yeah. I think what's most important is when we are able to bring our own experience into it. Cause I, this is a thing I think I know. I say, I think I know, cause I don't want hundred percent qualify it, but I think most of us in the sex ed world came here because we were working on something for ourselves. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. And so, I do too. Like I'm just, I'm just a few steps ahead of my clients. It's kind of my goal is just got to yeah, stay just ahead of down them, the road. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm doing the same work they're doing. I'm just at a different place in the work. Right. Yeah. And I so think, I think we're real people. Yeah. Real people who who continue to do the work. It makes me, I, I always describe it as like a, it's a, a spiral path, right? Like we keep coming back to the same stuff, the same issues. We're just in a slightly different location along that issue. But yeah. It's like, I, I don't think that's ever going to go away and I wouldn't want it to. That's not, that's life. Point. I, I that's... think life would be boring if I wasn't on that spiral. For real, for real. I'm not sure there's anywhere else to be, but the spiral anyway. I mean, it doesn't lead to a destination. Personally, so I'm not going for like transcending my beingness. I, I'm going to do that when I die anyways. So I'm good. Like I can wait. I'm... I'll take so... breaks. 
I'll take yeah, breaks t- of working on myself, but yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Michelle, how can people find out more about you and about Softcock Week? Tell them where to yeah. find you. Um, I'll start with Softcock Week because I think it's more important. Um, we are on Instagram and Twitter. I don't think we're anywhere else at the at sign Softcock Week, but we're at softcockweek.com. And I personally you can find me on social media at meet Michelle Renee. Awesome. And all the cock stuff crosses over. <laughs> I'm an all cock crossover provider. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And your work, it it's I love that your work is um transdisciplinary. It's all over the place. I, I really appreciate that about your work and how I'm what I love getting to watch your evolution as um, a sex educator, a sex worker. I li- like, it's just really, it's been, I think the delight. industry that I'm in are also very much in an evolution, right? So a cuddling is really a pretty new modality, but surrogate partner therapy has been around a long time. And I think we're in a Renaissance and it's really changing. We're moving more towards relational work than what used to be considered like sex surrogacy, right? We're not right. really there for the sex. It might come up, it might be part of our work, but it's really about building relationship skills and safety in relationship. So yeah, I think I, I I'm delighted for all it's the things I get to touch. So yummy. Even soft cocks. I love touching soft cocks. Right. We tie right it all back. together all Just the time. Just tie a ni- ni- little bow right around the little soft cock. They're so soft. They're so soft, so velvety. Love everything about it. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Michelle. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you, Michelle. Good to be here. There's no one right way to design your relationship. And lots of people, actually about 25%, according to a recent national survey, are interested in some type of open relationship. But how do you know if you are ready to open up happily? Not everyone is, and that's no problem. I've got a 60-second quiz that will give you the answer, and even better, You'll walk away with your next step, whether you're good to go or not so much when it comes to opening up. And this is no BuzzFeed nonsense. I personally designed this quiz from my years of academic research. Go to joliquiz.com. That's J-O-L-I-Q-U-I-Z.com and find out if you're ready to open up happily and what to do if you are or if you're not. 